When the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, commonly known as DACA, was hatched, I was not a fan of the program. The program was a political sellout of a better idea, the DREAM Act. I'm still not a fan of DACA, although I have learned to leverage the program to benefit clients. Hi, I'm Carlos Patara. You're listening to the Immigration Mastermind. Thanks for joining. The DREAM Act, which stands for the Development, Relief, and Education for Alien Minors Act, was the initial legislative effort to help immigrants who entered the U.S. without permission at an early age, 16, an age before they were capable of mature consent. The program was first introduced in 2001. Over a decade later, in 2012, the Obama administration launched DACA, rather than continuing the fight for the DREAM Act. What was lost was not insignificant, a path to permanent residency. The program, in short, was and is a dead end. Whereas DACA enabled immigrant youth to work legally in the U.S. and protect them from deportation, it did not provide a direct route to win a green card. After years of countless legal and political skirmishes, what I feared at the outset of DACA remains true. The DREAM Act and a path to a green card remains blocked for thousands of DACA card-carrying immigrants. Worse, there are those in Congress who actively fight for the end of DACA, day in and day out. Over the past 19 years, some things have changed. Many of those who signed up for DACA in its formative years are young adults now, in their 20s or 30s. Several are married and have young children. They're married to U.S. citizens, yet, because they entered without inspection. They do not qualify to seek a green card through an interview at a local immigration office. Their only way to win permanent residence is to go back home and attend an interview for a green card at an American embassy abroad. To return, however, they need an approved waiver, an I-601A waiver that forgives them for entering and living in the U.S. without permission. And the waiver depends on proving their spouse will suffer an extreme hardship if the immigrant cannot return back to the U.S. The operative word is extreme, not ordinary. This is a high, high standard. This is not a surprise. Those of us in the immigration trenches knew this would occur back in 2012. And that's why settling for DACA at the outset was a bad idea. Of course, no one can say for sure what would have happened with the DREAM Act had there been no DACA. But I suspect, given President Obama still had four years in office left, a compromise with political opponents and passage of the DREAM Act would have taken place. Thanks for listening. And remember to always keep your chin up no matter how difficult the road ahead seems, because together we can make the world a better place, one immigrant at a time.